You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, and thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Amanda Poole Walsh, and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And today I am so excited to feature an astrologer that we have highlighted here at Astrology Hub since almost the very beginning of Astrology Hub. We highlight her and her work because we love her and because the Astrology Hub community loves her. And she really brings an element to the discussion around astrology that is essential at this point in time. Our guest today is depth psychologist and astrologer, Divine Harmony. And Divine is a mother mystic astrologer, writer, and teacher. With her background in depth psychology and spirituality, she works to weave together the dark and the light, which we're going to talk about a lot on our call today, the mundane and the sacred, the depths and the heights, in order to support personal awakening, healing, and wholeness. She sees astrology as an amazing alchemical tool for self-understanding, and living a more conscious and integrated life. She has a special interest in the divine feminine, the dark feminine, shadow work, conscious relationship, and learning how to raise the new children incarnating on the planet today. So during today's conversation, we cover how astrology helps you find your soul's purpose and actually what your soul's purpose is and how you can see that in the astrology chart. We also talk about what your shadow is and how your shadow can hold you back from really living your highest expression, but also how integrating your shadow can free you to live your soul's path more fully. And then how astrology holds keys to understanding your shadow and your light. And I know when we bring up the word shadow, it can sound kind of ominous. So I hope that this conversation brings some light to that as well. Um, So meeting Harmony for me was one of those karmic dates with destiny. We met in a really roundabout way and we had an instant connection, but it wasn't until several conversations in that we realized that I run an astrology company and she is an astrologer. So it's one of those coincidences that you just have to pay attention to in life. And really, the rest is history. So we're doing a lot of work with Harmony this spring. And that's one of the other reasons I'm really excited to be introducing her to all of you here today. So I hope you enjoy, and I'll look forward to connecting with you after the interview. Hi, Harmony, and welcome to the show. It's so wonderful to have you here with us today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you all. All right, let's dive in. So you're going to be one of our teachers for our upcoming course on how astrology can help you really find and live your soul purpose. Just give us a high level on how you see astrology helping your clients, yourself find that soul purpose. Well, you know, for me, astrology is a map of the soul. And we come in with this map, but then we have to learn how to read it and we have to learn how to connect to it. And astrology is a mirror. You can start seeing yourself in many different layers and levels. You can see the shadow and the parts of you that are wounded and and hidden that need to come to light, that need to be healed or embraced. But you can also see your greatest potential and what your highest vision is in this life in the chart, and then you can work towards it. And so with my clients, that's what we focus on. We focus on what's in there that needs to be healed that's blocking me, but also where is that magnificent light, that highest aspect of myself? How is it showing up? And what I need to do to embody that more and more in my everyday life, in my relationships, in my career, you know, in in every facet of my existence. Can you give us an example, either with yourself or with a client, of course, not using their name, 
of someone who's had like that insight that they needed, that aha from the chart that helped really set them on a course? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just going to, I just had readings yesterday. So, you know, one of my clients, we kind of discovered some stuff from childhood that she's always wondered if something kind of shadowy happened in the past that might have um, contributed to, to some of the stuff happening in her life right now. And we could see in progressions a precise dates and times where likely something happened. And it kind of opened a door for her to remember some stuff. And you know, she's now going to start working with that. But at the same time, she also has many different things she's really good at. And she was trying to figure out the one thing to focus on. And in the reading, it became clear just discovering what was in her chart, the one thing that is actually the right alignment of what she loves, what she's good at, what the world needs, and them all, you know, lining up. And she kind of came away from the reading realizing what does she want to put all her energy in. I can also speak to myself. I, I have, um, I was born the day Pluto stationed direct. So I have a stationary direct Pluto on my chart, which is really, you know, powerful, but also intense. And uh, it's in my seventh house of relationship. And it's my most exact aspect to my midheaven. And a lot of my life has been about embracing that Pluto, not projecting it onto others, seventh house, but really stepping into it for myself. And it really got kicked off when I, when I got into depth psychology and especially into shadow work. And it informs my work in the world and what I'm, you know, what my gift is and what I love and my own journey of embracing that seventh house planet that is the most exact aspect to my midheaven, which has to do with what I'm meant to do in the world has been, you know, part of my own work with my natal chart. I love that. Okay. You, you've mentioned the word shadow several times. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody knows what that means, or at least what you mean by the word shadow. Can you shed some light on the shadow? Yeah. So, so the shadow is that which is like literally in the shadow, like we don't see it, you know. Um, in Psychology 101 in you know, college or even in high school, you probably saw that image of the iceberg. And the tip of the iceberg is the conscious self. And then everything underneath the water is the unconscious, the uh, subconscious and the unconscious. And the, you know, typically with an iceberg, 90% of it is under the water. And if you just stayed on the surface of the water and looked at the iceberg, you'd think, oh, that's all there is. But if you go down and under, you realize like it's massive underneath. That is what's in the shadow. It's all that's in unconscious in us, but we don't even realize it's running us. A lot of people think that the partners they choose to be with, the way they dress, the work they do, you know, their different values or preferences, they think they're coming from the conscious self, but actually like 90%, if not more, of the choices we make in life are run from the unconscious. And so a whole delving into what's down there, which is stuff from childhood, stuff from past lifetimes stuff that's in the collective unconscious that, you know, influences us because we all get impacted by the collective unconscious. There's the personal as well as the collective. There's also the family unconscious. So then the family dynamic patterns that we grew up in, that we absorbed. So this exploration of what's hidden in the shadow is key to awakening, embodiment, Enlightenment, actually, you know, one of my favorite quotes by Jung is, enlightenment is not about imagining figures of light, it's about making the darkness conscious. And so what's in the dark? But the dark is not always negative. You know, yeah, some of what's in the dark is our jealousy, our fears, our 
lack of self-worth, our anger, our control. But there's also something called the golden shadow, which is your most magnificent brilliance that until you get through and you know face and get through the other shadow, it's actually being buried. And then, you know, shadow work helps you to find that golden shadow, helps you to find that profound light that's buried. So I personally feel shadow work is so important and necessary, really, especially where we're at now as a humanity and on the earth, you know, just looking around at some of the unconscious ways that we've um, related to Mother Earth and the environment and each other and the wars and the you know toxicity. This is all manifestation of us stuffing the shadow and not facing it. And so I think this work is um, so, so important and um, kind of necessary, to be honest, for the evolution of humanity. Absolutely. You know, I have two daughters and my oldest daughter and I have been talking a lot about the shadow side of all the signs in astrology. And because she has a lot of Scorpio. So she'll ask me like, mama, what's the like shadow side of Scorpio or what's the shadow? She's a Libra too. So she's like, you know, what's the shadow side of Libra? And one of the themes that she struggles with is jealousy. And so I'm like, you know, one of the shadows of Scorpio is jealousy. And so it's something that your soul chose to work with in this lifetime. So let's dive into it. Let's work with it. Let's figure out how to um, not shame that part of you, like not alienate that part of you, but really embrace it. And what is, what is the other side of that jealousy? That shows how much you care. That shows how much you like when you bond with someone, you bond so deep that it can feel like you're being marginalized if someone else comes in, you know, that there's a beauty in that too. Yeah, so, so Harmony, how do you see astrology really informing this conversation around shadow and helping us understand those aspects of ourselves? Well, you, you can see the shadow in the chart. You know, it's a map. So you can see what's in the unconscious. You can see stuff from childhood that would have created dynamics. You can see past life themes. And then you can look at your transits and see when are there shadow transits coming in where there's opportunity for really deep work. Or you can look at your progress chart and see how things are unfolding and where shadow might be getting activated. Like, you know, the astrology chart is such an amazing map. And as you learn to see deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, I, the reading I did, one of the readings I did yesterday was with a friend of mine that was, I've known her for 22 years and, you know, or maybe 20. And when I first knew her was when I was, you know, in the beginning of getting into astrology and I would look at her chart and I would tell her things. And then I just did my full in-depth reading on her, which is like really detailed and in-depth. And I was just so amazed at how different I look at her chart now than I did then just because of my own practice, my own studies, 22 years of obviously <laughs> deepening with astrology. It was a whole other level at which I was looking than what I was before. But that was because of the study I've done and the work I've done on myself. All of that has informed my capacity to go deeper. And you can do that with the chart. You know, there's always more to learn and discover. You're never going to know the whole thing and all of it and think you, you know, ha have the whole thing figured out. Like there's always more to discover. And that's one of the reasons I love astrology. 
And that's one of the most beautiful things about astrology is, and, and what it is as a reflection of who we are. You know, we are so nuanced and rich and deep that we're always going to be discovering more aspects of ourselves, which actually makes it really exciting. It's just like as we're exploring and discovering more aspects of the universe, we're exploring and discovering more aspects of ourselves. So it's beautiful. How do you see the shadow interfering with the soul purpose. So how does that block people from really being in that full expression? Well, I mean, this is, you know, on one level, this is a very individual question depending on each person's natal chart. You know, one person maybe in the shadow is their sun, you know, your sense of self where you're meant to shine and actually coming into one's light and one's power and one's self-confidence is actually part of the journey of their shadow work. For another person, you know, maybe they tend towards narcissism and they're already really good at like, hey, look at me. And they, their shadow work is going to be around humility or maybe around what happened in childhood that made them need to be in the limelight all the time and have a hard time not being front and center. What happened in childhood? What dynamics were going on? So it's different for everyone. But yes, the shadow tends to keep us stuck, you know, in, in the inner wounded child or caught up with the inner critic, that critical voice in our head that's always telling us where we're not good enough, keeps us operating in shame and guilt. And when we're stuck in shame and guilt, we either get reactive, defensive, aggressive, or we want to escape and we go into denial. And, you know, so then we're just like avoiding facing ourselves, avoiding seeing fully what's there. And that blocks us from evolving. It's, you know, it's a whole part of who we are that gets cut off from us. And you can simply see this mirrored in the world right now. Like war is all about making uh, someone, some culture, some you know, religious group wrong and us right. And then there's like this good and evil. Well, that's what we do with our shadow. So you know, we, we think it's bad. And so we either stuff it and disconnect from it and pretend it's not there. And then it's going to totally come out unconsciously. Or sometimes we'll fuse with it and we'll just act out of it. But then there'll be these times where we're like, that wasn't me. I can't believe I did that. You know, and it actually, it was you, it was a part of you that you're not in conscious relationship with. And so, um, you know, it's, it's such a deep dive, obviously, because it's shadow work. I mean, it's endless. But, you know, for me, the ultimate goal of shadow work is empowerment, is opening the heart more fully. So a big part of shadow work for me is like all the things that block our heart from being open you know, and, and then digging into whatever that is. Um, and also it's, you know, it's about integration, bringing all parts of self back into conscious connection with each other, which is, in my definition, true enlightenment. It's, it's also really embracing the, the full gamut of being human and, you know, loving ourselves in all of our various expressions. And what that does is enables us to love other people and to really that critic you were talking about, that self-critic usually gets cast out and becomes criticism of other people, you know, judgment of other people. But when we recognize that we have those same things in ourselves, it's, it's harder to condemn other people for that. Okay, so Harmony, you are our inner circle guide coming up next lunar cycle. So starting on the next new moon. And I'm so excited. You've been an Astrology Hub favorite for since the beginning of Astrology Hub. And so I always get so excited to, to share these little journeys with you. Can you tell us about the theme that we're going to be exploring for the next new moon or the next lunar cycle? Yes. Yeah, so it's uniting your shadow and light 
for ultimate freedom. So, you know, we'll be diving deep into the shadow and the light and integration of different aspects of the chart, but also, you know, what's being prompted by that, by the actual astrology that's unfolding in um, the Pisces lunar cycle. And give us an example of the type of, one of the things we do in the inner circle is, uh, is soul work. You know, so taking the energy, taking the theme and really doing practices that help us embody it and, and actually experience some healing and transformation. So that's, that's part of the inner circle. So Harmony, can you give us an example of one of the soul work assignments that we'll be working on and, and how we're going to be working with the energy? Yeah. So one of them, and this was specifically because in my lunar cycle, we have the Pluto South Node conjunction, which is one of the biggest things happening in 2019. So I, you know, uh, offered uh, one of the things to work with this Pluto is make a compost list of what you're ready to let go of and release into the cauldron of transformation. And if you know your chart, take note of where this Pluto South Node conjunction is falling, you know, the house, any planets that are getting um, triggered, particularly by, you know, h- harder, more activating aspects like conjunction, opposition, square, um, quincunx even, and see where it falls and see what karma you're being asked to purge. And then take steps, you know, to release it, to work on releasing it, because that's a big part of Pluto on the karmic south node is really showing us what's toxic, what's stagnant, what's stuck. For me, Pluto is like the roto-rooter of the zodiac. So he comes in to clear out the stuck, stagnant crap. (laughs) And um, literally, we're going to be asked to do that. Like, where are we staying stuck? in crap that's not serving us, whether it's beliefs or relationships or careers or friendships or whatever. It's going to be different for everybody depending on where it's showing up in your chart. So that's one example of soul work to be working with the potent astrology happening in in my lunar cycle. Okay. And tell us about your mastery class teaching. What tool or technique are we going to start to work with during your cycle? So my focus is on um, shadow, right? Shadow and of course light because they're mirrors of each other and then the, the work of integration. And so my lunar cycle starts with a beautiful new moon in Pisces that's conjunct Neptune, conjunct Vesta, the priestess asteroid goddess who's devoted. And it's also like right when the day before Mercury stations retrograde at 29 Pisces, which is the karmic completion degree of the whole entire zodiac. So we're going to be doing a deep dive into Neptune and the shadow of Neptune, you know, where we're confused or where we believe in illusions or where we're passive or where we spiritually bypass or and I'll be teaching what that means. Um, and, you know, really taking an honest look at Neptune in our charts and what are we needing to see clearly, but also the highest expression, because it's shadow and light, of Neptune, the higher heart, inspiration, imagination, and then what's coming through that we want to ground down, anchor in, and embody. And then um, the lunar, the full moon, will be talking about the sacred marriage of the masculine and feminine within. We'll talk about the anima and the animus in Jungian astrology, or sorry, Jungian psychology, and how that shows up in the chart. And we'll also be talking about Pluto because that second half of the lunar cycle is when Pluto will be on the karmic south node. And we'll be talking about, again, the shadow of Pluto, power over, power under, victim, tyrant, control, but also the positive side of Pluto empowerment, you know, really dying to the old and rebirthing yourself like the phoenix rising out of the ashes. Where are you being really called forth to step fully into your power in some area of life? 
So the focus will be on shadow, light, and the union of the two, and we'll be playing with that, with, with Neptune, with Pluto, looking at Anima Animus in, in the chart as well. Mm, never a dull moment with you, Miss Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> we always dive deep and I wish you all could see her her animation that's part of the best part <laughs> uh, maybe we, we need to release a video uh, but yeah there's just you know that the phoenix and her arms are raised and, you know <laughs> oh yeah I get very into oh <laughs> uh, it's so awesome okay so for those of you who do want to jump into the inner circle right now and join us for Harmony's Lunar Cycle, you can find the link to join the inner circle in the show notes. It's also astrologyhub.com slash inner circle. Uh, so check it out if you want to go on this deep dive journey with us and really start to work with the shadow elements of yourself and see in the chart where that's showing up in your life and how that might be blocking you from that really empowered expression of yourself. Um, starting with the inner circle now would be a great idea. And also the other place that we're featuring Harmony this spring is in our Soul Purpose course that's coming up. So we're going to be looking at Neptune during the inner circle month. What are we going to be looking at for your week during the Soul Purpose course? What element of the chart are you going to be teaching us to find in our chart? And what does that tell us about ourselves as it relates to our soul purpose? So we'll be talking about Saturn, you know, the Lord of Karma, the father of time, the last visible planet of the planets in our galaxy. He's really, um, you know, the, the edge of the threshold to the outer planets. And Saturn is both where our mastery is and where our integrity can be and where we can really step into our authority. But it's also the inner critic. It's the voice in our head that's holding us back, that we're hard on ourselves, that we don't feel good enough, where we, you know, there's a, a whole deep journey to do around where Saturn is. He's so amazing. He gets a bad rap. You know, a lot of people are like afraid of Saturn. I'll tell you, after seven years where I had one Saturn transit after another hit, Everything in my chart in seven years by either conjunction, square, or opposition. It was so intense. I learned to love Saturn. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, and for like a Pisces rising, Pisces moon, Neptunian person with a lot of water, it was kind of a big deal to like get educated. <laughs> I mean, Harmony, what was happening in your life? Like what was the external manifestation of that? Can you just give us a few highlights? Yeah, I mean, I got I got mercury poisoning because part of it was my um, had to do with health. I ended a relationship that was not healthy for me. I finally decided to go back to school and commit to finishing my undergrad degree in psychology, and then I found grad school. I um, moved. I had to leave a job that wasn't aligned with me uh, and what I knew I needed to do. I, I mean, I literally, all the rose-colored glasses in every area of life were coming off. I was also living, you know, in L.A. I was 20-something. You know, I love L.A., but it, it's, it's a very Neptunian city where a lot of people come with dreams and aspirations, but there can be a lot of illusion and delusion and deception as well. And I was a deer in the headlights, you know, Pisces rising, and I would just believe everybody and think that, you know, and I one thing after another, I was being shown like reality, you know, and where I was um, not wanting to see clearly. Actually, another thing that was really big for me, because I always identified at the time with... Um, 
being someone who really wanted to be in a relationship and I wanted a great person who was ready. And I kept being drawn to people who were non-committal or, you know, not spiritual, thought it was so fascinating. I was, but then there was a disconnect. And I actually woke up to my own peace in drawing in people who couldn't meet me. And it was a, it was a whole education on realizing, wait a second, like, I was being a victim going, why do I keep finding all these men who are, you know, and then I was like, oh my God, I've been choosing them. It's been conscious, unconsciously. So there was just so much happening and I either had to get on board with it or I was just going to be like depressed the whole time. So I started working with Saturn. I love Saturn now. You know, he, I really feel you need to master your Saturn before you can take your transpersonal gifts, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and do anything with them. Otherwise, they just kind of stay up in the ethers. They don't get embodied. So, yeah, I, I learned to love Saturn. And Saturn, you know, Saturn has a shadow side, and he also has a very positive side. So we'll be talking about um, Saturn and the shadow in the chart, which is just one piece of, you know, what we could talk about in terms of shadow. There's, you know, so much more, but that's what we'll start with. Yeah, it's so great. Saturn's the ruler of my chart. And so I also have a, a very loving relationship with Saturn. I think of Saturn as like the master teacher, the one that like you know, the guru, the one that you're just like, please teach me. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be the best thing for you. So it's like, you know, it's the thing that's going to help you actually get mastery. Exactly. And I have this theory, I have this theory that Jupiter in your chart is where you're gifted, right? You know, it's where some of your gifts are. And you earned it in previous lifetimes. It was probably your Saturn in the past. And your Saturn in this lifetime is where you're earning it right now with your blood, sweat, and tears. But in the future, it'll probably manifest as your Jupiter. Like your Saturn is where, like, this is where some of the big work is. And your mastery of it is going to take you on a whole new path in the future. Wow. That's exciting. My Saturn's in Leo in the seventh house at the 29th degree. That sounds very nice. I'd love that to be. Regulus, Regulus. Yes, Regulus. Yes, absolutely. So for those of you listening going, where's my Saturn? And what does my Saturn mean about me? Keep your eyes and ears open for the Soul Purpose course, which we're going to be offering, uh, opening up for registration at the end of March. So, okay. And I also know that the timing of that, so for those of you who are like, yes, Shadow, this sounds amazing. And you will, maybe you'll, you'll jump into the inner circle and then maybe you'll take the soul purpose course. I don't know. If you want to go even deeper, you have an opportunity to do that with Harmony as well. So can you tell us about your uh, shadow class that you're going to be offering in the spring as well? Yes. So in May, um, mid-May, I'll be launching a six-week shadow work and astrology course that I am so excited about because these are two of my greatest passions and I weave them together already just in my teaching and my writing and my readings, but now I'm presenting them in a course and it's going to be part teaching, part, um, you know, guided meditations and practices. It will be looking at shadow in the chart and there's like so many things to look at from the shadow houses to the aspects that t tend to show where the shadow is to the planets, to intercepted signs, to unaspected planets. There's a lot. It's, it's a dense course. It's going to be six weeks and I'll be teaching about shadow work, what it is, why to do it, how to see the shadow in the chart, how to work with the shadow in the chart. And um, I, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. 
I, what I've found with shadow, it's kind of like the way that I felt when I started hearing the words like divine feminine or sacred feminine. It was like, I have no idea what that is, but I know I need to, to learn about it. You know, I was just like drawn, like, like intuitive uh, feeling drawn to something. This, I feel the same way about shadow. Like if you're like, huh, I don't really know exactly what they're talking about, but I'm feeling like there might be something for me there then trust that, trust that call. And Harmony, if there's people out there going, oh gosh, I want to like, I don't even want to wait for these things that you guys are offering. Um, are there books or other resources that people can look into to start to understand shadow work? Yeah. So my shadow work teacher, Robert Masters, who I'd studied with for the last few years, he has a lot of great books out, um, you know, simply for the Neptune theme, that's going to be my month. You know, spiritual bypassing is amazing because that's very Neptunian. It's, yes. Great book. Oh, it's, it was my first book by him <laughs> and it was eye opening. Oh, wow. So it's called spiritual bypassing. You know, it's, it's, it's for those of you out there who, who see, have, have witnessed or in yourself and or in others, the people that you're like, wow, they're, they're like spiritual and they mean well. And there's, there's this like really positive intention, but it, but you can feel the, the ungroundedness of it, or you can feel that there's like something a little bit off or in, in, again, this can be about yourself too. It's usually if we're seeing it in other people, it's probably in ourselves too, but spiritual bypassing. I think I first heard about the concept from you, Harmony, but it really was like, oh, because I remember just seeing that in my reality of like the spiritual thing that felt really ungrounded, really like out of touch with reality. And, and I would always be like, what is that? What, I don't understand what that is. And then um, spiritual bypassing really shed a lot of light on that. It's such a great book. We're going to be going over this in my lunar cycle because it's part of one of my mastery teachings, but it's, it's when we use spirituality to avoid facing our pain. So, you know, Sometimes we're actually, we don't realize, remember I said 90% in the unconscious is driving us. So we don't realize like our wounding around, um, you know, something from childhood could actually be the thing that's driving us to be spiritual. It might not actually be coming from the highest aspect of self. It could be coming from a place of feeling, oh my God, I'm not good enough. So I better, you know, meditate or I better do this. And then if it's coming from that place or, you know, we can actually use meditation and even yoga practice and other things to avoid facing the deeper stuff. Like, especially if our meditation is always about going up and out and bliss and then like not wanting to deal with, oh, the uncomfortable feelings. And what do you do when anger arises? What do you do when shame comes up, you know? And so this is big work. And especially this year with the Jupiter Neptune square <laughs> and then Saturn sextile Neptune, like all year, there's going to be a focus on this. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this course. Like it's been kind of like a long time coming, I think. And, you know, every day I'm getting all these downloads for it. It's, it's a lot of inspiration has been coming in, which has been really fun for me. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yay. All right. So just in summary, you guys, I know we threw out a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you just interested in, in learning more about shadow, any, any books by Robert Masters, um, including spiritual bypassing. I also like Debbie Ford. I mean, she, it's, uh, it's even a little bit more accessible. I think if you're like brand new to it, the way that she 
Is she the Shadow of the Light Chasers? Is that her book? Yeah, she's uh, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers is a great book. It is, it's very similar to the whole spiritual bypassing theme. Um, but I also loved her book, um, Spiritual Divorce, which really, really helped me through my divorce. And like seeing the shadow of, of all the different stories and attachments I had and what was making the divorce so challenging was really the shadow elements that I didn't want to acknowledge about myself. So I I highly recommend that book too, especially for any of you going through a breakup that feels really significant. Okay. So there's that. And then there's, you can, if you want to go like on a journey with us during this lunar cycle, and if you want to be in community and check out our inner circle membership, Harmony is our next lunar cycle guide. So the link is in the show notes to join the inner circle, or you can go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle. Then she is going to be featured in our upcoming Soul Purpose course. A registration for that is going to be open at the end of March. So just keep the lookout for that. And then if you want to go deeper with Harmony and really, really dive into shadow work and astrology, you can register for her course, her six-week course that's going to happen in May. Registration is open right now. So you can check that out. We're putting the link in the show notes. All right. That's a lot. <laughs> Harmony, thank you so much for being with us today. I always love just, I, we need to like get together for tea or like I need to meet you in person. Can you come to Maui or something? I know. I know. I know. I want to come to Maui. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Officially invited. Um, I'm sure everybody else would love to have that opportunity to spend time with you too. So I'm glad that there's all these different things that you're offering this spring. Thank you. All right. And we will see you just in a week for the new moon forecast, mastery class, and ceremony. Awesome. See you then. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Harmony as much as I did. And I want to thank you for being a part of our community, for tuning into this podcast, and for making astrology a part of your life. Next week, we'll be continuing this theme around astrology and your soul's path. So stay tuned, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Relationships? Putting your dreams into action. Your ideal career path? What themes are up for you to explore in the coming month? Find out now by downloading Astrology Hub's free lunar cycle calendar for the next month. The calendar gives you the details on the upcoming week's cosmic curriculum, including the theme, mantras, daily aspects, and journal prompts that you can use to work with the energy. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash calendar to get your free lunar cycle calendar now. That's astrologyhub.com slash calendar. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.